I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi guys, this is Jamie Evans, the creator and co-showrunner of Haunted the Audio Drama, and I'm here to tell you very briefly about a brand new podcast from Impala Films. Second Take Cinema is a comedic movie review podcast in which independent filmmakers have discussions about films that they've seen in the past, and they give them a second chance. Maybe the film isn't as good as they remember it being. Maybe it's a lot worse. Maybe it's a lot better. Who could say? We cover a wide range of films on the series. So far, we've included things such as Armageddon, Spy Kids, Atomic Blonde, and even some classics like Wages of Fear. You can find Second Take Cinema on all good podcasting apps. Just search Second Take Cinema or Impala Films. We should come up either way. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Haunted, and we will see you next week. Impala Films presents Haunted, the audio drama Season 2, Episode 8 The Dark Menagerie, Part 3 of 4 Written by Aidan Barker-Dean Oh no, oh no, oh no as I ran for my life, pursued by the Jiangxi, it occurred to me that I had absolutely no escape plan. I had no way of knowing where the other monsters were. I had no real hope of surviving if I got surrounded. I had no James, no Dan. In short, I had no fucking chance. I'd never felt so alive. Oh, bloody hell, not you again! No way back, no way to get past the Delahan without getting decapitated. There was only one thing for it. The window! Come on, open, you bastard! Okay, okay. You've got to do this or you'll die, so do it! Ah! Shit! Okay, I did it. I did it. Breathe, Abigail, breathe. Oh God, I'm up so high. Okay, think. Don't panic. Assess. I'm hanging off a drain pipe. I'm two stories up. Can't go back the way I came because of that. So. Climb up the roof or or drop down to the ground floor. Spoiled for choice. Oh shit. Ground floor it is. Geronimo! Come now, Mr. Hunter. I will kill the girl slowly and painfully. I already killed my own father in front of you. 
You know what I'm capable of. That's true. I do know what you're capable of. But you don't know what I'm willing to sacrifice to stop someone like you. Your bravado doesn't fool me, you stupid man. Admit it. You've lost. I've bested you. Now give me the book! Here's the thing. There's two possibilities here. Either you've already caught Abigail and her death is a certainty, in which case I'm really not motivated to give you anything, or you're bluffing. And that always perfectly on cue, blood-curdling scream is a bit of telepathic trickery on your part. In either case, you've not bested me yet. I'm offering you a choice, Mr. Hunter. Give me the book and go in peace or I'll come and take it from you. Well, that's the other thing. We've been chatting here for a few minutes now. I don't mean anything to you, so why waste time standing around in the doorway bartering when you could just run in and kill me? My theory, you can't cross the threshold into this room. I can do as I please. No, you can't. After all, if you could, why wouldn't you have simply torn this place apart years ago? No. Whatever Clive did to weaken you, it actually worked, didn't it? These seals and incantations, you have to play by the rules. Enough! It's not just a physical barrier either, eh? Your powers can't reach us in here. That's why you had the Zhongxi dispose of Clive instead of doing it yourself. You're not as powerful as you'd like to be, eh, Mildred? I am still powerful enough to utterly destroy you if you continue to disobey me, Hunter. <sighs> you sure? Seems like you've not even managed to kill your old man properly. <gasps> Mildred! Exorcismus te! Omnis immundus spiritus! Omnis satanica potestas! No! Ah! Omnis incursio infernalis adversi! Omnis legio! Omnis congratio! A secta diabolica! Ah! Oh, good job, Clive! <sighs> Still got it. Best bring Dan into the room properly. He's safer in here. Right. Right, so, Clive, we need to talk, and no bullshit this time. You've got some explaining to do. Yes, I think I do. Of course, locked. And barricaded, brilliant. You know what, I've had enough. This is happening now. It's just one of those nights. Really? Really? You've already got your head flapping around like a Pez dispenser. You know what? No! Right, you stay put. You can growl all you like. You've brought this on yourself. <sighs> Out of the frying pan, into the fire, but I'm ready for you this time, mate. Come on, let the chase begin. Oh. Wait, what happened? Mildred happened. Sorry. Where's Abigail? No idea, but there's been quite the ruckus from downstairs, so it's safe to assume she's still alive and very much kicking. Yes. Did I hear a car in the house just now? Uh, maybe. We'll get to the bottom of that in just a minute, though. 
There's questions that need answering here and now, Clive. I always feared this day would come. Someone was bound to see the truth eventually. No matter how careful I tried to keep it from coming out. What? James, what's he talking about? What Mildred says is true. She's no demon. She's... She was... Our daughter. Her physical body only lasted a year. She was born horrendously deformed and horribly sick. But she was her mother's daughter. A powerful psychic like all the women in Linda's family. Her psychic essence lingered long after her body died. And and she matured into adulthood. After a fashion. Mildred isn't a ghost, you understand. She's, well... I don't, I don't know if there's a word for what she is exactly, so let's just say she's a, a presence. She's able to learn and grow. I think if Linda hadn't been here, maybe she would have simply passed after a while, but, well, Linda could sense her, hear her. You can't imagine what that was like for us. Thinking our child was dead and then finding that something of her lingered. We did what we could to nurture Mildred, coax her into a more and more consistent manifestation. I've never heard of anything like this in my life, Clive. Ghosts, yes, even poltergeists, but this, this is something entirely unheard of. A new kind of being, possibly even unique. How could you keep such a thing locked away for all these years? She needs to be studied, understood. Mildred, as she exists now, was born out of agonising pain. She was always a, a, a troubled spirit, even as we did our best to soothe her. She, she lashed out at us, resented us. For what? For our failure. Why do you think we got into all this paranormal stuff? Two devout Catholics, traipsing around the world in search of spooks and ghosts and medicine men. All our adventures were in aid of one thing and one thing only. Finding a way to give Mildred a real life, a body or a vessel or something. We travelled the world looking for a way to bring our little girl back to us and came back with nothing. Nothing but trashy mementos to bamboozle tourists with. Wait, what? You're telling me those creatures are fakes? Well, of course they are. The Yeti's made from a bear and some kind of bison, I think, stitched together. The Doolahan's just a suit of armour and the Shang-Chi, well, it's a real mummy we picked up from a man in China, but it's no vampire. Lucky for me or I'd be dead. So, your books? That was all just bullshit? Well, we really travelled the world and we really went to all these places in search of medicine men and sages and so on and so on. But let's just say I embellished it a touch. We had to fund our pet project in some way and people liked my stories. Mildred was even in it for a bit. She used to enjoy playing the role of the demon trapped in the doll, freaking out the tourists. But I guess if you pretend to be a demon long enough, you risk becoming one. I knew you were a bloody charlatan. Worse than that, you had a genuine manifestation. Something that could possibly change how humanity sees itself and its place in the universe. And you kept it to yourself. Confined it. Mildred is a missing link between our world and the paranormal. You're worse than a charlatan. You're a selfish idiot. James, is 
that really helping? It's certainly making me feel better. There's one thing I don't fully get yet. If those monsters are fakes, as you say, how come they're behaving like the legends? I mean, if they're just being brought to life by Mildred, why aren't they just like, I don't know, like killer robots? Killer robots. Oh, shut up, James. I suspect the answer to that is twofold. Mildred is conserving her energies. Controlling the creatures at all times would strain even her. But if she can, how to put this, telepathically pre-program them to behave in a certain way and just leave them running in the background, she can focus her attention on the more immediate things and not have to puppet the monsters the whole time. As for why they behave like the legends, well, I suspect that's another cruel joke, testing how well we know our folklore, seeing if we can survive the tales now that they're real. Okay, but what about the Jiangxi draining your energy? That really happened. We saw it. I assume Mildred was able to use the Shangxi as a sort of proxy. Siphoning psychic energy is an old trick of hers. Right, sure. And the Banshee box? What about that? Pre-recorded. You open the lid, triggers the sound. Deceptively simple. So the Dullahan isn't after me specifically? Depends how much Mildred made it follow the rules when she set it off. It certainly didn't seem too concerned with not killing Abigail and myself. So, to recap, we're being attacked by a spoiled brat made of psychic energy and her imaginary friends. Yep, that's about the size of it. I've got to start hanging out with normal people. This kind of shit never used to happen. Alright, come on, help me up. We'd best go see what's going on with Abigail. Yes. Now we're not in immediate danger. Clive, you go and gather whatever it is you need to complete the sealing ritual. We'll keep Mildred and her playthings occupied until you get back. Wait, we're trusting some ritual Clive's got out of some book? I thought he was a charlatan! No offence, Clive. None taken. It doesn't matter if the spells really work. It only matters that Mildred believes they work. I don't believe for a second that a few chalk sigils and scented candles are really going to have any effect on her, but she thinks they do. I'm lost again. Well, isn't it obvious? It's not just her monsters that are rigidly following the rules. It's her too. I'm assuming that's why she feels the need to possess Linda rather than just manifesting herself outside of a physical vessel, because Clive has her convinced that she has to take a physical vessel. It was the only way to keep her contained. If she realised the full scope of her power, well, I shudder to think. Besides, until recently, Linda was powerful enough to force Mildred out of her mind. Or anyone else she might try to possess, for that matter. Right, so what's changed? Why can't Linda fend her off anymore? She's... She's not been well lately... Her mind... It wanders. Oh, God. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, don't be. Side effects of living a long life. Clive, I promise you we'll sort this out. We'll get Mildred out of Linda, and if we can, we'll put her to rest. Yes, Mildred's suffered enough. Can't forget she's a victim in all this too. A victim of my stupidity. I really thought I could save her. Bring her back. But all I've done is bring pain into all our lives. What do you mean? It was me who couldn't let Mildred go. 
Me who insisted on building up her psychic energy, giving her a greater hold on this plane of existence. It was me who... Oh, God save me! It was me who wouldn't let her be buried. I kept her original body, preserved it in the study, searching for clues as to what caused her condition. I even went to the church for help, but they turned me away and eventually cast me out. I was messing with forces too dark and too radical, they said. I suppose I should have listened. Whatever that thing out there is, whatever I've made her into, it's not my daughter. It never really was. Well, regardless, we've been in one place too long. We need to be proactive now. I have my grimoire. Perhaps I can find a more effective incantation. No. Whatever we do, I think it's time you put this charade with your fake spells and your gaslighting of your evil daughter behind you, don't you? Oh, no. You're developing a plan, aren't you? Yes. It's something weird, isn't it? A touch. Clive, I'll need to get a hold of Mildred's remains. Well, uh, as I say, they're in a jar in the basement. Great. And while you're faffing about with a child's corpse, doing God knows what... You find Abigail. So we're allowed to rescue our friend now, are we? Yes. All right. Come on, Clive, you're with me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online, and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come on. Come on. you're here. Oh, and look what I've just found. Two great big bags of rice. I bring this up because if Clive's books are to be believed, you have to stop and count every grain of rice I've just dropped in front of you. (sighs) (laughs) It worked! Okay, well, that should keep you occupied for a bit. I'm off. 
Out of the fire and into a bigger fire? You! Be gone, you! You! You fucking bitch! Uh, Mildred? Is everything. I can't believe I'm saying this, but is everything okay? Shut up! Get out! Mildred, if you'll let me in, I can. Get out! Ah! Ugh. Mildred, you didn't have to do that. Shut up! Get out of my head! Actually, dear, you're in my head, remember? And that girl was only trying to help. Like you and Clive were just trying to help. We made mistakes. Lots of them, in fact. But, but Mildred, you have to understand what we did, we did for you. For me! You delude yourself even now. Mildred, calm down. You think you did any of this for me? Out of love! You bound me to a world I could never belong to. Reduced me to the status of a circus freak and then a prisoner and wife. To satisfy your pathetic egos. You just had to be the ones to impress all your little occult society friends. The Order of the Hidden Dawn. Fools and narcissists to a man. Scared little perverts trying to control that which they could not comprehend. And you two were the worst of them. Turning your only daughter into just another experiment. And once you lied about it, called me a demon so you wouldn't have to admit the truth. Well, I hope I've lived up to the role you thrust upon me, Mother. Mildred, please, we can talk about this. No! No more talk. This ends tonight. I won't let you harm any more, Mildred. What are you going to do about it? You can't stop me. I can stop you from using this body. What are you talking about? Your power is linked to mine. If I die, you will too. You wouldn't. Wouldn't I? You've been in my body for a few hours now. Can't you feel how tired I am? How I'm nearly done? You're bluffing. You can't fool me. I know when you're lying. Do you want to test that theory? Stop. Stop. You're, you're just delaying the inevitable. Besides, I thought this is what you wanted. Me and Clive dead? I do, but not like this! You see, you're not strong enough. Oh, Mildred, I never knew you cared. What are you blathering about now, hag? You just saved my life. Only so you can suffer more. I want to make you watch your husband die. Then you can kill yourself all you like. And you with me. It would be a blessed relief, Crone. I have thought of nothing all these years but revenge and my final release. You have robbed me of so much. You will not rob me of this. Abigail! Are you hurt? Yeah, but not badly. Just bruised, I think. And is that... Your car? Parked inside... my house? Yes, it is. I'm afraid I had a tiny disagreement with the door earlier and had to resort to force to resolve it. Right. If we live through the night, you can bill me for it. 
For now, what's the plan? Where's James? Where's James, of course. What? Nothing. He's heading to the museum, or rather the basement under it. Seems to think Mildred's remains are in there and he can do something with them to resolve all of this. Her remains? Oh, uh, right, yeah. Mildred's not a demon, she's the ghost of Clive and Linda's daughter. Not a ghost, a psychic impression that's evolved into a... Clive! I'm not being funny, but we just don't have the time. Psychic ghost thing will do. Right, well we're just having a normal one tonight, hey boys. Come on, let's go and meet with James before Mildred gets all rampagey again. As I descended into the bowels of the Bracewell's mansion, into the dreaded Mildred room, I had to admit Clive had done a good job of instilling the place with an ominous atmosphere. The worn and battered rag doll sat upright, tied to a small chair inside a large glass display case, around which chalk circles emblazoned with warding glyphs and symbols. The doll was lit from below with a single light, imposing in a hokey, theatrical sort of way. Earlier that day I wouldn't have been taken in by such showmanship, but knowing the truth of Mildred's existence warped the raggedy figure of the doll into a symbol of her pain, her rage, her suffering. Suffering she intended to share with all of us, unless I could convince her otherwise. I wasn't here for the doll. I needed to find the real thing. After a while, I found what I was searching for. A large mason jar containing the mortal remains of the infant Mildred Bracewell, preserved in a translucent yellowish fluid that stank of ammonia. Her body was scarcely more than a fetus, twisted and swollen from multiple deformities of the head and spine, staring out at me with shiny, black, lidless eyes. I was face to face with the demon that had tormented us all night, and I felt nothing but pity. I hoped against hope that there was still a trace of humanity left in whatever it was that Mildred had become over the decades, and that I could appeal to it before it was too late. Come on! He's pointing at you again! Yeah, I think he still wants to kill me. You two go, I'll keep him busy. What? What are you going to do? Distract him by getting your head cut off? No, but I can stall him for a bit. And what then? Well, hopefully you'll do something clever and save me. Dan, you can't just... Hey, isn't it you who's always trying to get me to believe, to have faith? Dan! I'm going on faith here, Abigail. Nice to have your faith rewarded every now and then, eh, Dan? Oh, good lord. You found the jar. But now it's after you! Yeah, it'll be fine, though. What? Mildred, come out to play. I have a proposition for you. Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter, Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin, and Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Tony Marden. Edina Hadley. Shayla Tharp. David Anthony Green. 
Haunted, the audio drama is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next exciting chapter of Haunted, the audio drama. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.